and welcome to Dance It Out, the Grey's Anatomy podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Hi. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, today, for our very first episode, we're going to be talking about how uh, we both discovered the show and some of our predictions for the upcoming season. Uh, as a heads up, there will be spoilers in this episode for seasons uh, 1 through 16 of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, in season one through uh, three of station 19. And possibly as we move forward, uh, seasons uh, one through six of private practice. Uh, so you're not caught up on all of that. Um, you should go do that now and then come back. Uh, <laughs> right so, away. Right away, yes. Uh, so let's get started. Okay, so I think the first thing that we should tell people, Jasmine, is that we actually met, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I have been following Jasmine for a very long time on Twitter, and mm-hmm. when she, and as you might know, she writes a lot about Grey's Anatomy, and whenever I read something from her, I always said, oh my God, she's right, she's making a valid, you know, point, she says something interesting, she always had an interesting take on the show, so I contacted her, and, and I said, hi, I'm a big fan of Grey's Anatomy as well, why don't we make a podcast, and what did you reply, Jasmine? Uh, I said I thought that was a good idea, and so we started the process of uh, seeing how we could do this. Because you know, I we both listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I myself, and uh, I'm very into like true crime podcasts, and I'm also very into the um, many of you who are Scrubs fans out there, the uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends podcast. And so uh, I like the idea, so we decided to kind of uh, start the process of figuring out how to do that. Yeah been a very very interesting process I'd say yes and <laughs> and I hope you're going to follow us and that you're in for the rise as well yes and uh we're, it's a big learning curve we're, we're learning a lot uh, about how you you make a podcast and what kind of goes into it so it's uh it's been fun so far yeah it's been fun it's been very very fun I agree with you Jasmine mm. so what do we talk about on our first podcast about Grey's Anatomy uh, well, I feel like we should talk about how we both got into the show because mm-hmm. we have very different stories, whereas you started watching out earlier than I did. So maybe you could start by, uh, by talking about that, by explaining how you first got into the show. Okay, Jasmine, I'm going to make a confession here. <laughs> so I'm 30 years old. I have a job. I live alone. I bought a house. <laughs> but when I started watching this show, the first episode, I was 15 years old. I was in high school. I was very, very young. And so I think this is why this show holds a very special place in my heart. I mean, I watch lots of TV, you know, I watch lots of TV shows. I I like watching them, but nothing can compare to Grey's Anatomy because Mm. to me, Grey's Anatomy has been like, um, it's, I have to say it's the longest relationship that I ever had. I think it's a long long relationship a lot of people have had. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been a really long journey, which started in two thousand five, and um, I I discovered this show watching it on TV. Uh, at that time, I was not a big fan of scripted or scripted television. So I watched I watched The Desperate Housewives, and <laughs> and then there was this other show which was Grey's Anatomy, and. You know, I, I liked it very much. I liked Meredith and, and Derek, especially the, the, their story and, and, mm-hmm. and, and the relationship between Meredith and Christina, Izzy and George. So I was very interested in that. But I think that I went from liking it to loving it with, um, you know, with a special episode uh, of the Super Bowl episode, the episode in which Meredith puts her hand in a body cavity, you know, mm, yeah, uh, to the prevent the, the cavity, bomb. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That was the episode which actually made me fall completely in love with the show. And then from there, the love is still there. It never went away. So it's been, it's been a great experience because, uh, I, you know, it, I think all, all the important stuff that, that have happened on the show, that has happened on the show. And we know that a lot of important stuff has happened. For example, when Christina left, I, mm-hmm. I cried. I literally cried. And my mother came into my room and she said, oh my God, what happened? Why are you crying? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I, and I told her, Christina Young just left her person, you know? She, and so every time a character left, it was for me, it was like losing at them because 
because I, I grew up with them. When Derek died, it was the same. I, it was very, very, uh, you know, very depressing. And I might sound crazy, but I think people who are great anatomy fan might get what I'm saying. And yeah, I, I think so. I know it's like that joke. Um, there's this Grey's Anatomy like Facebook group that I'm a part of, where like people will post stuff, and mm-hmm. that joke where you know I'm sure you've seen this one where somebody, uh, where someone's a bartender and they're like, yeah, I was serving someone the other day, and they came in and they were bawling their eyes out because somebody they knew had died and they were so upset yeah. and they were there for hours and finally it comes out that it was a fictional. It was somebody on Grey's Anatomy. It was a fictional character, and she was like, yeah. I didn't watch Grey's. And they were like, um you know and people are like, yeah, oh, yeah. felt that like I went out drinking when Derek died like uh yeah, you know yeah. people are very very much impacted by it I think yeah yeah I think I think so too and and I think that's very interesting and I think few shows have that ability mm-hmm. to connect mm-hmm. with audience you know even great shows not they they might not have this great empathy with with uh, with its audience so I think um so it's been it's been a great ride. It's been a great ride full of ups and downs, of course, as we just said. Uh, mm-hmm. There are storylines that I loved. There are storylines that I didn't love. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's been a great journey and I'm very happy to to be here and, and you know, that I never left the show um, and that I'm still here. You know, season 17 is about to start and, mm-hmm. and I think it's crazy that we are it's starting to we're about to start to watch season 17 you know i know so, that's just i mean no nothing goes that long i mean nothing goes that long like as i said or something. like soap opera soap operas go that long soap opera, yeah soap yeah. operas yeah and this some refer to it as a prime time soul but it's a really really good prime time soap so yeah it's, it's yeah different. it's not like you know not not to knock any of not to knock general hospital or coronation street or anything but it's um it does obviously have General, general Hospital fans that were general General Hospital fans that are watching. Jasmine is not shaming on your show. Yes, she appreciates no, no shame. It. I put respect <laughs> there. Um, I'm just saying that like it's it's different that most things don't go, um, don't uh, don't go that long. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of unique in in that sense. Yeah, and I think I, I I'm. I'm pretty sure that it will never happen to me again in my life to experience a show in this particular way. Uh, also because, you know, I have committed to this show. I've watched, you know, sometimes people tell me, well, how could you wait until season, from a season finale to the season premiere of the following season? And I said, I just kept watching it. So I know mm-hmm. scenes by heart, dialogues by heart, and speaking of that, I mean, about the fact, how do you wait between a shocking season finale and a shocking season premiere? Uh, I know that your experience watching the show is pretty different than mine. Yes. Um, so just how okay. I got into the show. So um, I was that like, you watched it from the beginning, whereas I got into the show in the summer of 2016. And okay, so that was season... Um, so which season, season was airing then, back then? So back then, uh, season twelve had just finished airing. Um, and, okay. And so at the time, I was okay. So I was between my bachelor's degree, and my master's degree, and mm-hmm. I uh, basically um, I I needed money, and so I I took this crappy summer job um, working okay. up north at a camp. Um, a camp. So what did you do in the ca- at the camp? Jasmine. Um, so it was, it was a crappy job. Uh, I was a dishwasher. <laughs> um, oh God. Yeah, so I was yeah. a dishwasher in 30, 35 degrees Celsius heat um, oh in a kitchen, hot, humid all summer, hand washing dishes. Um, that was my job. Um, <laughs> and so at this camp, I was there with, so it was a special needs camp. It's up in kind of Northern Ontario and, you know, kind of remote. And it was a special needs camp. And so me and the other, I befriended uh, one of the other dishwashers and the baker that worked with us in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. so uh, prior to going up at the camp, I'd gotten, I'd gotten sick with the flu a few weeks before I left. So I was, I was bedridden for, for a little while. And so I was looking for stuff to watch on Netflix. And so at the mm-hmm. time, all of Scrubs was on Netflix. And so um, 
it's Netflix suggested it to me based on the stuff that I'd watched. And so I watched season uh, seasons one through eight of Scrubs, which I loved. Season nine does not exist. Um, for anybody who actually watches that show, you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. Um, I mean, the actors straight up said that too. So it's not just us. Um, uh, and so I watched all of that. And then um, as like, I was watching kind of the tail end of that, uh, I'd started working at this camp. And so I was watching it one day and my, I was um, literal, when I say I was roommates, I was literal, like we lived in these cabins. They literally had like bunk beds in them. And so these little things. And so I was rooming with the baker and the special diet chef. And so we're all in a room together and they noticed I was watching it. And the baker was like, oh, what are you watching? I was like, oh, I'm watching Scrubs. Like, you're welcome to watch with me. So she, we watched kind of the end of that show together. And then right. we were looking for something else to watch and Netflix was suggesting stuff. And we tried a couple of different things and none of it really, you know, we didn't like, we couldn't get into it. And we didn't really like it. And then Grey's Anatomy popped up as a suggestion. And I said to her, well, I've heard of the show. Like I knew a little bit. I knew, I knew kind of what the premise was. I knew who Dr. McDreamy was. Like I'd kind of, I knew a little bit. You have to live under a rock. And so Mac, McDreamy had already died when you, when you. But I didn't know first... that. But like, oh, I you didn't... didn't know that. No, okay. no, I knew, I knew that, I knew McDreamy had obviously been an important character on the show. I knew who Meredith was from okay. outside Cot, and I knew he'd left the show. Like, I remember that being really big news at some point um, okay. prior to that, but I didn't, I could, because it didn't mean anything to me. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it. Um, okay. And so it popped up as a, as a suggestion. So I said to my friend, I said, you know, I've heard of the show, but I've never seen it. I mean, you know, lots of people like it. We could try it. It's another medical show. And so she said, sure. And so we started watching it. And then a little while after that, um, I befriended one of the other dishwashers that came in. And so they started watching us with us too. And so we got into this tradition where, um, so the dishwasher and I would be on the same shift and during the day. And then the baker, in order to have enough space to work in the kitchen, would work nights. Okay. So what we do is we'd get up at like five, six in the morning. We'd work. Uh, the dishwasher and I would work all day and then we'd clock off at like between like four and six in the evening and we'd go up to this loft space where that was the only place to look. so the camp had wi-fi but it's the middle of northern Ontario so obviously the connectivity <laughs> was terrible big trees and everything and like really big coniferous trees with love which block signals so you'd go <laughs> over to this loft space where there was the only way we could get enough signal to watch the show without it freezing and so We'd go up there and in the hours between, you know, when um, the other dishwasher and I clocked off shift and the baker went on shift at midnight, we'd go up there and we'd watch as many episodes as we could get through. Um, and then we'd go to bed, she'd go to work. And then we just did that like all summer long. And you did find a really, I, I, I was saying that you found the perfect way to really improve your summer. I mean, I can't yes. think of a better way. <laughs> yes. And I remember one point, I think we were, gosh, okay. I remember the episode where um, the hospital gets flooded, um, where, where Christina, where yeah. the elevator opens and she's like, water. That had just yes. kind of happened towards the end of the summer. So I don't, I don't remember what season we were on when this happened, but or like season, the beginning of season it's the beginning of season uh, five okay that's here that comes the flood right. yeah that sounds about right because um i yeah i think we were on like season four or five when we were watching something and whatever storyline we were on it was kind of dragging a bit and so i remember because you know in like in in the netflix you can go to the drop down and see how many seasons are available yeah yeah like, foolish me like i because i i knew what the show was about but i had no idea how long to be on the air. I knew it was popular. I didn't know anything, didn't know much else. Um, I assumed like most shows, it probably had like five or six seasons. And I think that was it. I was like, how, like, I realized we were like in season five or something. And I'm like, well, none of these storylines seem to be wrapping up. Um, how long, it's like, how long, how many seasons are there? And so I clicked on the drop down, and I was like, 11, what? there are 11 seasons of this show. That's a big commitment. But like at that time we were already like partway through, we were already hooked on it. So I was like, well, I guess we're watching this. Like, I guess we're, we're, we're doing it because um, we were already like, you know, we were partway through like season four or five. Um, so uh, that's how I got hooked on it. So we did that all summer and then summer ended and everybody kind of went back to their lives. Um, 
both the the baker and the dishwasher were going to undergrad i was going to my masters uh, do you know do you know if they still watch the show uh i don't know i like we talked for a while after that but you know how it is when you're in your undergrad you know you get busy so um i don't i don't know i, I don't know i know they watched it for a while afterwards because i stayed in touch with the dishwasher about a year after that um and i know we've seen some of the latest seasons, so i think he still watches i don't know if the baker still does um okay but um yeah so we did that and then i watched kind of and i watched you know on my own that fall um the the rest of yeah so we got to around season yeah, end of season i think would the end of season six by the time the summer wrapped and then that fall i watched um all the way up to i think season um season 11 and then during the fall season 12 became available on netflix so then i watched that uh yeah and so that so i watched up to season uh 12 which then came up on netflix and then i was gonna wait to watch season 13 but then i couldn't wait anymore and like it, season 13 had um uh by the time i finished kind of watching um up to what was available on netflix season 13 had already finished uh airing like the following year so i bought season 13 on google play because i couldn't wait <laughs> any any longer i had to know what happened um and so i watched it and then um i got all caught up and then season 14 was the first season um i watched live and then about partway through that season, um, I found out that a friend of mine that I made in my first year, like that same year at uh, during my master's, was also a fan of the show. And so she started coming over on Fridays to, like it airs on Thursdays and then here in Canada, it, it becomes available online the next day um, to stream. So she, we started doing a tradition where she comes over on Fridays and, and we watch every Friday together. And then we've watched, um, since like the second half of season 14, we've watched second half of season 14, all of season 15, and all of season 16 uh, live uh, together uh, every Friday. Uh, how has the experience changed? Because I'm very curious to know that. Mm -hmm. how, how, how is it to, to watch the show like without distinguishing between a season and, and another and then watching it live and every week, tuning in every week? instead of binge watching the show. How does it change the viewing experience? How did it change for you? Um, I'd say the biggest ways it changes, I guess I'd say like, I'd say two things. One, the kind of um, understanding what's the season finale and what's the season premiere change for me, because when you're yeah. binge watching, like some of the, obviously like some of the finales are so um, crazy that you obviously know, like the plane crash, uh, the shooting, the, um, or like even like mid-season, like the, the kind of where there's a big break, you know, um, the, the plane crash episode, the, the shooting episode, um, that episode where there's the big storm and, you yeah. know, the bus catches fire and Meredith almost dies in childbirth. Um, you know, like those yeah, really- you know, when tragedy befalls on Seattle Grace, it's season finale time. Yes. And, and so, you know, those ones were very obviously like, oh, wow, like this is the end and the beginning of a season. But then there were other ones where, um, or like pieces of those episodes that I didn't, um, uh, I didn't realize were season finales. And I'll give you an example. So mm -hmm. I saw people talking on Twitter um, when season 16 ended abruptly about the finale and uh, people who were saying that, um, you know, that was, it was a finale that was not intended to be a finale. And so yeah. it didn't have the usual kind of oomph to it, you know, that the, yes. yeah. The high kind of octane element to it, and people were kind of yeah. speculating as to how, if that had planned to be the finale, how they would have done that. And I saw some people talking about how, um, you know, with Richard's diagnosis and everything, you know, it would have been down to the wire, or he would have been left without a diagnosis. But then I saw other people point out they said, well, they already did that though, and I totally missed this. But in an earlier season, um, when I think it's, I think it's, I believe it's when the hospital gets flooded, but he goes down to the basement to check out what's wrong and gets electrocuted. Yeah. The, end of, season 10, uh, the end of season nine. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. And so that's left. That was a cliffhanger and they had to wait the whole, like you and everyone else had to wait the, the rest of the summer to find out what happened. Whereas <laughs> I completely missed that. That was the, that was the finale because the next episode just, just started playing. I was, I was watching it on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Um, so 
that that really changed for me understanding like oh this is the finale and now I have to wait all summer to find out um what what happens like you know what end season 13 where the hospital catches fire I had to wait until season 14 came out to find out what happens when Megan comes they find Megan like oh my god yeah um and like this season you know um you know because we're watching live and COVID you know the season ends abruptly on something that wasn't supposed to be the finale and then um uh you know we have to wait all summer and not only all summer but part of the fall to to know what happens um and so that is the one way it's really changed and the other way I think is um liking or not liking certain storylines or kind of speculating on them where um there are certain storylines when I was binge, when I was like watching binge watching it the first time through on Netflix where if I didn't like a storyline it wasn't a huge deal because you know the next season would just load and so like I knew that you know I would you know okay well yeah. I don't like the storyline it'll just keep going whereas now if I don't like a storyline it's like every single week I'm like okay can they wrap this up um and on the flip side I'm also super eager like when I would um when I was binge watching it um you know if I like the storyline I was like oh I couldn't you know I, I would you know, stay up late watching the next one because I want to see where it went whereas this now I have to like wait a whole week yeah yeah progress and it's uh it, it, it kills me um and also yeah. sorry go ahead no but I, I I also think that you know for example when Christina leaves the mm-hmm. hospital I think it has a different it had it must have had a different impact on you I mean it's different you know this character since you know since 2005 and then seeing her leave uh 10 years later instead you saw all that like in two three months and yeah. I think that how I mean the big departures the direct one Christina Yang uh Arizona and Cali um how did you how did you live with them how did you uh I'm very curious about that. When Derek died, how did you react? Because, you know, lots of people were very, very angry. I, for one, a very big Grey's Anatomy fan, I thought about leaving the show. I mean, I didn't leave the show, thank God. But, you know, I thought about it. So mm-hmm. how was it for you? Um, I would say that Derek was different from all the others. So with all the others, like Christina, um, uh, for example, you know, um, based on kind of the lead up to the episode, I knew, I knew the character was leaving because I kind of sprinkle that, you know, as you get up to that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I started kind of getting, you know, I, I, I created a Twitter account by then. I kind of, I was, I did a little bit, not live tweeting, but kind of some of my thoughts on the show kind of as I, as I was, you know, I, I, I was in doing my matches at that point. I was watching the show by myself now. And, um, you know, I was, and I remember commenting on the time being like, you know, Christina, Christina, Alex, and Meredith are my three favorite characters of all time on the show. And so when she left, I was okay. obviously very sad. And so I remember being like, you know, farewell, Christina Yang, like my favorite character, I'll miss you. But because you kind of had a little bit of lead up to that, and I, you know, binge watched that in the period of like three months, um, I was- And like, also the perfect closure. The, she got the perfect closure, exactly. So, and they obviously had a great deal of time to plan that out, um, which they didn't, they, they didn't really get with any other character, in my opinion. Um, mm. So I, I felt yeah. sad, but because, you know, I'd watched that in a short period of time um, and they'd had the lead up and it was obviously, you could tell that everybody was on the same page with her departure and they had time to plan it out. Yes. So I was sad to see her leave, but I was very happy that she got her happy ending and it left the door open for her to still communicate with Meredith uh, because I feel that their bond is the core of the show, which Shonda Rhimes has also said. Um, I completely uh, agree. Um, and uh, we'll get into this later, but I love that they've uh, kind of reintroduced her in a larger sense with the introduction of the character of Hayes this past season. Um, mm, I think I know what you're referring to, yeah. yeah. Yes, so we will get into this later, but um, uh, so that's how I thought about that. For the other departures, um, like for example, Callie, you know, I saw that and then we, she didn't appear because I was, you know, I was um, binge watching it at that, like I was, I was streaming it. Um, you know they had that you know where she leaves for new york and then i expected her to show back up and so when she didn't i googled it and which i do which is kind of my thing if somebody if a character leaves and and they don't pop up like i'm expecting them to i'll google it and find out that uh 
that that wasn't the plan. She was supposed to continue. Then the actor asked for time off because she needed the break. So that's how I thought about those ones. It did affect how I thought about kind of stuff like Arizona and April. Because while I wasn't super attached to those characters, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed watching them, but I didn't I didn't feel a strong emotional attachment to them as yeah. I felt for other yeah. characters. Um, because I was watching that season live, when that when it was announced publicly that they would be leaving the show, um, it did really affect the second half of season 14 for me because while I did really like that season, I spent a good chunk of that season staring at my tv screen like every episode being like the episode kept we kept getting closer and closer to the end of the season and i knew they were going to be written off at the end of the season i didn't feel they were moving like i didn't see how they were moving forward to like i couldn't figure out how they were going to write them off and so while i enjoyed the season i spent a good chunk of it staring at my tv being like staring at it every week being like okay but how are they going to write these characters off because i don't i don't I, like I, I couldn't see what they were going and that kind of distracted me whereas i feel like if i'd been watching that season, I'd been streaming it, then yeah. and I did not yeah, have yeah. that information, I would have um I, w- I would have not been I wouldn't have had that. So I would have just been watching the season and it wouldn't have affected me. And then when they didn't appear the next season, I would have Googled it. So that kind of effect that definitely did affect the um the viewing uh, experience for the viewing you. Experience. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, especially in Grey's Anatomy, the behind the scenes stuff is very important because, for example, I'm thinking about uh, is this the Catherine Eigel exit from the show? You yes. know, there was like sudden and nobody expected it. Or also, uh, finally, the, the Alex uh, Karev, yes. uh, Justin Chambers exit. I mean, the only way, to, for example, I loved. Alex Kress ending. I know I'm saying something which is very unpopular. I know that, but I loved it. And I might have not loved it if I didn't know what really had happened behind the scenes. And the same applies for Easy Easy, Mm -hmm. uh, or Kali. So I think that in Grey's Anatomy world, it's very important to understand all these behind the scenes shenanigans, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's the only way to sometimes to understand and appreciate this character's exit. Uh, For example, you were talking about Kali. If I saw the watch, if I binge watched the show, and I, uh, you know, I, I, if I watched the season finale, the season 12 finale, and then didn't see her again in the season, uh, in the following season, I would have said, why? What happened to her? But I know what happened to her because I know that she didn't renew the contract and all this stuff. So I can deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's easier to deal with the exit when you know that, that behind the scenes, drama we could call it drama or anyway the behind the scenes stuff is actually sometimes uh, uh, controls the narrative you know because it does of course so i i, yeah. I think that is a good way to accept the, the fate of the characters i think uh, i think that's very important to have all the information i mean uh, uh i think you agree with that right mm-hmm. i agree and just to follow on, on what you were saying earlier, uh, the one the one character departure that was very different for me was um, was Derek's death, and that I found that episode personally so difficult to watch that I got me about too. halfway through it because I was watching it on Netflix. I got about halfway through it, paused the episode, and did not go back to the show for a full month because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I kept mm-hmm. playing like I'd play like ten minutes of it or something. Um, and then I'd be like, no, I can't, I can't. And I started and stopped it over the course of a week. And I finally mm. got through it. And I was so, I was just so, it was, it was so distressing to watch. And then I kind of took a break for about a week. And I was like, okay, he has died. And then, <laughs> and then I started watching it again. And it's, um, and I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, the quality of the writing. It wasn't anything that I just found. I think like a lot of people, um, because I had the option to start and stop the episode. It was hard for me. Um, I think if I had, like, if I was just watching it live, I didn't have that option. Um, well, it was hard for a lot of people. I remember that the Times at yeah. the time wrote an article about how to deal with with Derek's death, with the death of fictional characters. And also, I also remember that McDonald's, you know, uh, you know that McFlurry, Mc, Mc, yeah. Mc, Mc, something else, and they said, well. McDreamy is no longer with us. So it, it was a really a big deal. And 
I told you before, it was the first time in the history show that I said, okay, I, I don't know if I can continue watching it. And yeah. I really appreciated the fact that, you know, that happened not in the final episode of season 11, but uh, that th there were still a few episodes left in the season because in that way they they could deal with that, with the aftermath of Derek's death. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So I, I think that's very interesting how these characters exit and how you experience and how a viewer as you experience it experiences it and as a, a viewer as me experiences it and i think that in a way it's very different but on the other hand it seems that it's the same the same sudden loss that we feel and the same despair, yes that is the know? same the the understanding or your experience is like coming into it i think is different but the, yeah the the sadness or kind of the shock over the sudden loss um i think or like wondering you know what's happening with that character if they're coming back i think that is the same and uh yeah, yeah that i think that's the same um regardless so i think something else we, we should get into is now that we kind of talk about how we kind of got uh, into the show and how we kind of started this is um, what uh, we think is going to happen or what we'd like to see happen Ooh. in for the upcoming okay. season. Um, okay. So uh, why, why don't you go first? Why don't you kind of start with, um, you know, where we left things, based on where they left things uh, at mm. the end of last mm -hmm. season, uh, where you think they're going to go with certain characters, certain storylines, what you'd like to see happen. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts? Well, as you said, it was a very, very sudden ending that mm -hmm. season. So I'm very curious to see how things will, you know, will go on. And, you know, the episode, the, the voiceover of Meredith from the last scene of the episode said that, that we hope for the best, prepare for the worst, because the worst has a nasty way of finding you. Mm -hmm. So I think that the nasty way is going to find lots of characters this season. Mm -hmm. And of mm -hmm. course... Teddy. I mean, I read an interview and, and Chris Avernoff, uh, who is great anatomy showrunner, um, said that, you know, the, the last episodes of, of season 16 were going to play a lot with Teddy's character and yeah. the triangle between her, Tom and and, and Owen. Yeah. Uh, so I think that will be a major theme on this, uh, of the season. Um, First of all, as we know, it has already been said, COVID will be addressed in yes. a heavy way. And I think it will affect the show a lot, of course. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it will completely change the pace of the show and the feeling of the show. Um, I, I, I have to admit that I'm a little bit scared because I, I, I want Grey's Anatomy to be entertaining and, and to entertain me. And, and I want to fall in love with the these crazy love lives love lives of these characters <laughs> but on the other hand i get why they decided to address it i think i think that it is a great way to be relevant you know because it wouldn't felt true if they didn't if they hadn't so i i think that covid is gonna affect the season a lot and i think teddy owen and and tom is gonna play a huge part at the beginning of the season i think mm -hmm. that's gonna be the biggest storyline of the season mm -hmm. and i think that that is gonna be very interesting because i have to say i think owen and teddy is end game mm -hmm. and i don't think this story is about them breaking up I think this story is a very complex story about them. I mean, her overcoming her fears of, of not being loved enough. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the story is about. Yes, she might love Tom, as she said, she, it's possible to love two people at the same time. But I think this story is about Owen and Teddy getting the, the closure that they deserve after all this time. Teddy has always you know, it's always been Owen's second choice. So yeah. I, I, I think that the fact that she cheated happened because of how she felt that she was threatened. So I don't judge Teddy. I, I'm honest. I, I really don't. I, I, I understand her. I, I really do. I think she was scared. And I think this season will address this 
And, and I think it's really important. Owen also told her when, when, when he, in Germany, when, yeah. when he went to Germany to visit her, uh, when she decided to, you know, when, when she discovered that Owen had told Amelia, had, had, had had sex with Amelia just a few hours before, she kicked him out and he told her, why do you, why, um, why do you keep uh, ambushing our relationship? And that's what, they've been doing since the start, Owen and Teddy. Mm -hmm. They have kept ambushing their happiness, their potential happiness. So I think this season will address that. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a very interesting season for all the couples. I'm going to say really quickly that I think Link and Amelia are going to have a beautiful storyline. They're going to grow I think up. so too. Yeah, I think they're going to have a beautiful storyline of being a family. And I'm really excited about that. I also think that Maggie is finally going to find the one. Yes, and I'm really I think so too. Yeah, I'm really excited for that, which leaves, uh, you know, a very interesting, que uh, which poses a very interesting question. What will happen to Jackson? This is Grey's Anatomy. We know that people have to be paired up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Grey's Anatomy law. And also, I'm really excited about a new potential couple. Really, really excited. And I know you're excited as well. Uh, and it's Meredith and Ace. Yes. But I don't want to comment on that for now. And I am going to do a shocking prediction. Joe is going to end up with the Luca. Mm. Okay, you go. What are your predictions? Okay, uh, yes. I'm also a big Meredith and Hayes fan. I would love to see that kind of continue to progress and to see, you know, them and the kids together in a blended family storyline. I know a lot of other fans have commented on that as well. Um, I would love to see that. Um, I'm also... Me too. Uh, ...excited to see more. I've really loved Meredith's uh, recent storylines about medical innovation with what she won the award yeah. for. And then um, her kind of quest to fix how broken the American medical system is and how she was really inspired yeah. by what with the fraud case. And do you, think that storyline, do you think that storyline will continue? I, I think so. I mean, obviously it will be affected by COVID, um, but I think that could be interesting, you know, um, in terms of uh, who does COVID affect the most? Because we know, uh, yeah. we know, you know, that COVID affects, you know, um, the rate of COVID within, you know, disadvantaged communities is higher than wealthier ones, for example. Um, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. that's something that both the character and the actress herself are very, uh, in terms of that kind of equality and, and advocacy are, are very passionate about. So um, I'm excited to see that continue and how that gets uh, worked in. And um, since they continue that thread of her trying to fight to make the system more fair and help people to get better access, um, I don't see her dropping that anytime soon. Um, and mm -hmm. also since they show that that's something that Hayes as a character is also very passionate about because he comes, he's Irish and he's previously worked in Ireland and Switzerland. We both have, um, uh, what do we call it? Public healthcare systems. You know, we've seen that he's also very passionate about the concept of healthcare as a right. Um, and so since we, you know, he's now been up to, the actor who plays him has now been up to a, a main regular cast member and they, those characters seem to share a passion for that. Um, so I'm interested to see where that will go. Okay. I agree with you as well about Amelia and Link. Um, getting to see them be new parents, I think will be very interesting. And there's a lot of great stuff to mine there for both characters. Um, I've seen some fans speculate about the possibility of a wedding between the two of them, um, mm. which I think would be cool. Although not absolutely necessary. I mean, I think they're a cute little family. Yeah. Um, I on never thought about the wedding, you know? Yeah. I never thought about I didn't think about it. I think that that's very strange. Why have I never thought about it? Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Until I saw somebody bringing that up on like Tumblr, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, I mean, obviously that makes sense. As for the other characters, um, my hope is that Catherine and Richard kind of make peace and go their separate ways. I know there's some people who want to see them reconcile. Oh, um, me, too. me too. I agree with you, Jasmine. Me too. Um, I think Catherine is toxic to Richard. Yeah, I think just in the last few. They both kind of have their own problems, but I think at this point, their relationship has kind of reached that point where, um, you know, they're bad for each other in the sense that they're bringing out the worst in one another. And I think they would probably find a lot of peace if they both kind of moved on. Um, I want that for them. And it would also be great to see Richard get back in the OR. And I'd love a scene uh, with him and Meredith where they kind of catch up on each other's lives because uh, I realized at the end of last season that between him moving to Pack North and then getting sick, 
and then Meredith, um, you know, with her, the insurance fraud and not being able to operate and then stuff going on with Zola and then, you know, her ex boyfriend DeLuca having a breakdown and Richard getting sick and all of that stuff. She's been, and you know, Maggie um, going through something um, and then Amelia going through something. She's been so distracted, basically trying to help everybody um, that, that Richard and her haven't really had a chance to talk much. And it would be great to see a scene of the two of them back in the OR chatting and just kind of having a, you know, how are things going with your divorce? Yeah, how are things going with yeah. your life? And just kind of seeing them catch up. And um, that's that something be, they could do. Sorry, go ahead. That would be great. Yeah. Um, and that would be COVID friendly. Like that's something they could easily do with the COVID restrictions, just have them operating and chatting. And so I would yeah. really like to, um, to see that and to see the two of them catch up. For Joe, um, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what they go with that whole, um, I've seen people comment on this, the fact that Alex left Joe his shares in the hospital and how that means that she's going to be coming into more money and what, if, if they go anywhere with that or if they just kind of, it just kind of is what it is. Um, and as for who she ends up with, um, I have a, if I was going to put my money on something, I'd say honestly her and Jack from Station 19, the firefighter, because okay. there's an episode where this is season, yeah, this is season 16, I think, where um, that episode where she goes to the fire station as a safe haven volunteer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the firefighters, for those of you who don't watch Station 19, um, she interacts with Jack, one of the firefighters, and they chat for a few minutes. Um, for a little bit of background, Jack is as well is also, uh, he grew up in foster care. So they both have a similar kind of backstory and though you know she lived in her car he grew up in foster care like they both kind of went through the system and um have kind of had this kind of lukewarmness towards the idea of having children uh because of their personal experiences and because they're worried they'd screw it up so um and since they are integrating the shows more and they have had in the cross show romance with vic and jackson um it's possible for them to do that and i think that would be uh, interesting so that's what I would put my money on but uh, I, I I wouldn't love I have to say because I'm I think that something get lost in translation when there is an inter-show romance you know yeah so I, I wouldn't want that for Joe but who knows and what about Joe and Jackson have you thought about that is that a possibility for you I think they have chemistry as friends See, to, to me, it's not so much about chemistry or anything like that. I, I don't personally see it as a possibility just, and, and for this one big reason, which is that um, Jackson has Harriet. Harriet is now a toddler. Um, he's a single parent. He's co-parenting with, you know, April and Matthew. Um, and they've shown that Joe has been very lukewarm about the idea of having children up until recently when, because of her relationship with Alex, she opened herself up to that. She became a safe haven volunteer. And then, you know, Alex found out he had kids he didn't know he had and reunited <laughs> with his ex-wife. And so that happened very suddenly. So the one thing, so in terms of them, like, you know, hooking up or something like that, yeah, I mean, anything's possible. But the idea of them being, um, you know, kind of any more of a long-term couple, I don't really see it being viable just because, you know, to take on the parenting of someone else's child who you would know, but not have been close to, uh, would be weird for both of them and for Harriet. And the other thing with that is like with Jackson dating both Vic and Maggie, something I realized recently was that even though he dates both Vic and Maggie, there is never a single scene in which either of those characters meet Harriet. We never see them interact. Oh, that's uh, true. That's true. I never thought about it. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't thought about that either, but I saw a clip um, on Instagram the other day about that scene where uh, Vic and Jackson break up. And one of the things that Vic says to him is, well, I've never even met your kid. And, you know, he's, he's mad at her because she's moving in with her friend who has a baby. And she's yeah. like, well, you, he's like, oh, you haven't even met my kid. And she's like, well, you've never invited me to. And then with Maggie, you see them at his place where there's like children's toys around, but we never see an introduction there. And that would be weird for that kid. It would be weird for Harriet, for your dad to suddenly date one of your aunts. That would be real weird. Um, yeah. and same with DeLuca and Meredith in that like you never see her introduce the kids until he accidentally runs into Zola in the middle of the night and even after you see that introduction um, which you know not so much introduction but her explaining stuff to the kids you know 
DeLuca shows up a couple of times and has coffee with them in the morning and then is gone. And he only spends one day taking care of the kids, which goes so badly. He straight up tells Jackson he does not want to be a parent. He does not want to be a dad. So I, I, the reason I bring up that I don't think Joe and Jackson would have kind of long-term viability is the writers um, have put care when they've put characters together like that, you know, pre-existing characters since those characters had children, it's like they put them together and they realize, crap, putting these characters together with their kids would be really weird for those kids because if you know who somebody is and suddenly they start dating your mom or dad, that's really weird. And so they've gotten around that either by never having them meet or having them meet kind of by accident. And then from that point, we don't see them interact much. We don't see them ever be close. And that's kind of, it's like they did that and then realized, oh, wow, this really doesn't work with the family dynamic. So uh, mm -hmm. I would just say that I, I mean, for them to hook up, anything's possible. But the idea that they would be a long-term couple, just where Joe's at psychologically and where Jackson is at psychologically and with their family situation, um, uh, that just, just doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, anything is possible, um, but they would. I don't know. I think I think Joe will find love this season. I'm pretty sure about that because Chris Avernoff said that she didn't want, uh, you know, uh, she she wanted this ending for Alex also because she wanted to uh, Joe to be open to flirty possibilities. So I, I think she's she's gonna pair Joe with someone. Yeah, I agree that I think she will date at some point. Um, I just, I'm just not really sold on who that's going to be. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, Jasmine. We have a season ahead. So yes. we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and just where we left the other characters, excited to see Maggie and Winston. I agree. Um, I've seen lots of people comment that he seems like, Winston seems like the female version of, sorry, the male version of Maggie. And that they kind of seem like soulmates and they kind of seem very, um, you know, there's lots of positive stuff there. So I'm excited to see her um, in a relationship like that because as many other fans I've seen commented have said she's been kind of unlucky in love. And so yeah. uh, I'm excited uh, for that. And uh, like you said about Teddy and Tom, I do, Teddy, Tom and Owen, that storyline, I think that will be definitely a big part of the first half of the season. And uh I, I kind of feel a, a different way, I guess not a different way, but between the pairings of Teddy and Tom and Teddy and Owen, at this point, I'm rooting more for Teddy and, and Tom because I just felt that they had more of a, um, I don't know, the dynamic when they're, when they're together seems to be more in sync where I always feel like Teddy and Owen are always like right person, wrong time, like for the yeah. whole series. That's yeah, yeah, I get, what, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I also um, think that, Owen is always going to be. I, I'm not a huge fan of Owen and T and uh, and T Teddy as a couple, but I also think that Owen is is Teddy's one. You know, so yeah. I mean, I like her with Tom, but I also think Teddy is never going to let go of Owen. Yeah, that that's true. I I'm kind of at the point with that storyline where like I prefer her with Tom. But I'd also be totally fine if she if they if she wound up with Owen, and I kind of feel that way about, with the exception of Meredith and Hayes, about all the other storylines. I have a preference for where I'd like to see it go. Me too. Meredith and Hayes, I love them. Me too. Um, they could go any other way. Like for like to give the example, they could do Teddy and Tom, but they could also do Teddy and Owen, and I'd be fine with that. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm I have a very yeah. strong opinion about Meredith and Hayes, but everybody else. I'd like to see it go one way, but if it went the other way, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. Um, and then just to kind of wrap this up, um, uh, I'm excited to see more of uh, Levi and Joe as roommates. I think oh, me really, too. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, they seem to be, they kind of, they struck up a good friendship and it's given him more than due. There's a lot of great potential for humor there. Um, yeah. And just having Joe having a friend, I think right now is important because, you know, Link and her are close, but Link, you know, he just became a father. So that's obviously very time consuming. Um, she is close with Meredith, um, but Meredith has a ton on her plate right now, as she always does. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm excited that she has a friend in that way. And also something I want to touch on is I love one thing I really loved about season 16 was watching how much Joe rooted Meredith and Hayes on. 
and watching her kind of work with, you know, Christina sends Hayes the gift and then Joe finds out about it is super supportive. Amelia finds out super supportive. We don't get too much information from Maggie, but it's kind of implied that she's supportive. Link knows because uh, Meredith showed up to talk to Alex. And so I, I love that vibe. And I love that kind of component of the story where basically yeah. Christina, Joe, Amelia, Maggie, and Link are basically all voluntarily part of this group project, which yeah, is yeah, rooting for Meredith and Hayes and, and, and kind of cheering them on. So I, I love, I really love that as a subplot of last season. And I'm, I hope to see that continue because um, I just, I love the comedy of it. I love the camaraderie. Those are characters that you wouldn't see work together on something very often. So to see them kind of take on this kind of group project, so to speak, I thought was really great. Yeah. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. Um, and then just to kind of wrap this up, I know you said you think that DeLuca and Joe might get together. Um, I'm curious to see where they go with Luca's character. Um, uh, as you well know, I'm not a huge fan of Luca as a character, as I feel like starting with the end of season 14, the character really went, um, kind of went down downhill for me and I have a hard time empathizing with the character. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand that other people do and that's fine. Um, but I'm interested to see where that goes because, um, you know, people have speculated, are they, you know, um, if they're going to write him off because as some of you may know in addition when they announced that uh the guys who play winston and hayes were being up to main characters they also announced back in i think I believe this was july that uh the actress who plays karina Deluca, um yeah. is being moved to station 19 full-time and yes. uh she's in a relationship for those who don't watch that show with the firefighter maya bishop and so they're going to be transferring her over so people i've seen people speculate that um they might be preparing to write Andrew DeLuca off because with moving Karina over, that's kind of his last personal connection on the show because, you know, that's his sister and they're moving her to another show. Um, he's not in a relationship. Um, both of his exes, uh, Meredith and Maggie, are moving on with people who they just up to main characters. Well, we actually don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, but like that's, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes it like that might be happening. Um, and we don't know we don't know of course but um people have kind of been speculating that you know since they're upping those people to main characters you know and they're moving his kind of person the only person that's his real personal connection and support to another show that kind of dwindles the storylines they can do with um reduces the storylines that are available for that character um as well with what we saw at the end of last season with his breakdown he's going to need quite a bit of treatment before he would be ready to yeah come back to work and you know um uh, just to touch on this briefly i mean with what they saw you know it stands to reason he would need several months of intensive treatment in order to feel better and get the right medication um and so i know i've seen people speculate that you know maybe we're going to see him go for treatment and that's the last we see of him um i've seen other people speculate that we're going to see him go for treatment and then uh come back for a bit and then take a fellowship with um uh, with Dr. Riley, the deaf doctor that was oh, yeah. season. I think that would be a great ending for you. Me it. too. I, mean, I, I, I agree. And and people, I, I saw people pick, I, I didn't pick up on this personally, but I saw other people pick up on this on Twitter. And I think it's a good theory that he seems to have picked up a flair for diagnostics last season. And that um, because Dr. Riley is a diagnostic expert and that that would give a good, you know, kind of his happy ending, it would free up Meredith and Karina to move on with their lives and not, not be worried about him. Um, as well, as I've seen other people point out, um, Grey's Anatomy is a show that focuses primarily on surgeons, and that is a deliberate choice they made within the first few seasons. Yeah. Um, and again, like you haven't watched the show from the beginning, um, but they, you know, they phased out other characters like Joe the bartender and the nurses over time to focus solely on surgeons. If the plan is to have him specialize in diagnostics, um, that was the the thing it raised for me. I'm like, well, if if that if they are going to have him re-specialize that means that at some point they're writing him off because you can't have a main character on the show who is not a full-time surgeon um, yeah. because in the past they had other characters and they specifically wrote them off in order to focus on surgeons and for them to um, for them to change that up this late in the game like in season 17 would be pretty unusual and I I also don't I don't think there would be enough for the character to do like I was joking with a friend of the friend that I watched the show with where I'm like, okay, they haven't go to diagnostics from what we've seen, a diagnostics expert 
is somebody who comes in, runs a bunch of tests, observes surgeries, but does not operate, it comes up with a diagnosis, you know, hands that information off to the, the rest of the team, and then leaves. Um, which means that at best, if he continued on the show, he'd be kind of popping in at the beginning to help diagnose, and then he'd be done. Um, and as I joked to my friend, I was like, I mean, you know, it'd be, you know, uh, that's going to run, that they're going to run out of story there eventually. They don't find yeah. it because, you know, not everybody can have Peruvian jungle fever. Like, yeah, yeah, it can't yeah, be yeah. like. I get what you mean. But I, you know what? I agree with you, but I think they're going to find a way because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not sure because I don't know what will happen, but I think they will keep the Luca. I think he will be one of the main characters. I, and again, I'm not a fan of the characters, so I would really much see to let him go go work with Do Dr. Riley. And as I said, I think it would be a perfect ending for him. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that will happen because they will find a way. I'm not sure where they will go with him and, the, and Meredith. I really don't know. But no, I don't think they're going to get rid of him. And Chris Avernoff said that there are no cast changes planned so yeah but she also said that before just on that point she said that when somebody asked her about it at the end of like when they'd wrap season 16 and then a few months before like in july they they revealed that um hayes and winston had been up to main characters which is a cast change so i, I don't know i don't to me that comes across as them not her not being able to say anything for for legal reasons like for contractual reasons yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible what you're saying is totally possible. I just, that's how that comes across to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, no, I think that is what one of the most interesting things about this season. Uh, I mean, sometimes you know where they're going to go, you know, you can predict it. But I think with this season, everything is up in the air. Every, every yeah. Anything could happen. And I think that's really exciting because mm -hmm. we really don't know how things will unfold. I mean... We didn't know in the past as well, but this time it's different because, for example, Jackson and Maggie, are they really over? Because they they seem so. But then what's going to happen to Jackson? We have no idea. So yeah, I think what's that his it, story? Yeah. Yeah, what's his story? And, and the same could, except Tom, Teddy and Owen that we know, and Link and Amelia, we know which path they're on. For the other characters, everything is up in the air. We, yeah. we really don't know what's going to happen to them. The same applies to Joe, uh, as I said, Jackson, Meredith as well. So mm -hmm. I think that is one of the interesting aspects of the um, of season 17. And also, this is uh, enhanced by the COVID storyline, which yes. gives even more uncertainty to everything. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a very interesting season. I'm pretty sure of it. Yes, um, I agree as well. And... It leaves a lot up in the air. Like we know, for example, like from the contact information that they have released, in addition to, you know, Winston Hayes and Karina and what they're doing there, um, as some of you probably saw, uh, the actors who played Joe, Owen, uh, and Teddy all signed multi-year contracts that will take them to the end of the series. So we know they'll be sticking yeah. around. Um, and then we don't, obviously, Ellen Pompeo plays Meredith, uh, will be around to the end of the, the, the show. As Chandran has said many times, when she decides she's done, the show is over. Um, yeah. I hope they never yeah. change their mind about it. I really hope they don't. Because I think the show should end when Meredith, when Ellen Pompeo is ready to let her go. Oh, absolutely. I think um, uh, so I, I guess my point is I'm trying to say is that so we know from a few people who have signed contracts, we know exactly how long they're going to be around for. But for really, for all the other characters, um, we don't have any contract information. So, and, and that means anything could happen. Like just because somebody's in the season premiere, doesn't mean they're going to be around, uh, you know, forever. And yeah. I wanted to say it just because, like, I'm thinking of specifically, you know, when Lexi died, you know, she was killed off at the end of that season. She did not reappear the next season because her, her contract had ended um, and she moved on. Whereas, you know, the actor playing Mark, um, you know, his contract was a bit longer. And so, you know, he, he you know, he does die that season, but like, you know, he, we they fake us out. We think he's gonna be okay. Um, yeah. You think he's gonna that he wakes up? They think he's gonna be fine, and then he's not fine. And that's within the first few episodes of that season. Um, or you know, I'm thinking recently of a character on Station 19. Uh, a friend of mine who still watches that show um, said that there was a character named Ryan who was a police officer, and so at the end, oh, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, and so he died at the beginning of season three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, Unexpectedly. 
Yeah, basically, so for anyone who doesn't watch that show, um, they brought this character in and it looked like him and the main character, Andy, had reunited and that they were going to be, that was going to be like the main, that was going to be one of the main points of that season. And a few, like three episodes in, he's, he's very suddenly killed off. And so then it was revealed that they'd been planning that for a while. Um, but I, I guess my point is well, just... In the case of talking about Station 19, I think actually that they had been building up, building up to... Uh, oh my God, I can't remember the names. I'm so bad with... Uh, to Andy and um, right. Sullivan. I oh, Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, I think that they were building up to that. So when Krista Vernoff took charge of Station 19, she decided that she didn't want to move forward with the character of Ryan. But I think that, I, I think that was pretty clear about... They were pretty clear about Sullivan and uh, Andy. But yes, Ryan's death was sure, surely unexpected. Um, yeah, so I, I guess my point is just that, um, you know, sometimes, you know, someone reappears and you're like, okay, this person's going to be around for a while, and they make it seem that way, and then suddenly they're gone. Um, and yeah. in other cases, you think they're not going to show back up again, and suddenly they appear. Um, yeah. So I guess my point is that you just, you just never know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what we will certainly um, see what happens. Uh, but I think it's about time for us to wrap this up. Yes. So, Yes. Um, we, we've talked long enough so uh, so that's our show everybody um, if you like what you heard today and want us to do more of these uh, be sure to subscribe like rate and review our show and tell your friends uh, you can find me on twitter at jasmine underscore petty that's j-a-s-m-i-n underscore p-e-t-t-i-e uh, and on tumblr where I post recaps and reviews of each episode at jazzy3.tumblr.com that's j-a-z-y-3 .tumblr.com and you can find me on Instagram at Giuseppe M. Corallo, which is G-I-U-S-E-P-P-E-M-C-O-R-A-L-L-O. So until next time, uh, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Giuseppe. And this is Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast.